The next generation of family history is here. Storied is taking family history to new and exciting places with AI, storied books, and more. With billions of historical records and exclusive newspaper publications, you can build and expand your family tree with ease. Collaborating with your family has never been easier or more affordable. Don't let your family's legacy go untold. Preserve these memories in a beautiful, interactive format that will be cherished for generations. Turn your family's journey into a stunning storied book, a keepsake to pass down to your children and grandchildren. Visit Storied today and get started for free. That's storied, S-T-O-R-I-E-D dot com. Welcome to the Family Tree Magazine Best Websites Podcast. I'm Rachel Christian. I'm the new media editor here at Family Tree Magazine, filling in for Lisa Louise Cook. In this episode, we are talking with Dr. Leah Larkin about the upcoming launch of Banyan DNA, a new web-based tool for building, visualizing, and analyzing complex family trees. As always, we'll have the show notes available on our website at familytreemagazine.com backslash genealogy dash podcast. Without any further ado, let's get on with the show. Uh, Leah Larkin, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me. Of course. Uh, So you and your team have a very interesting new tool that's becoming available called Banyan DNA. And it sounds like it could be a real game changer for genealogists, specifically those with complex family trees. Uh, could you just give us an overview of what Banyan DNA is and what differentiates it from other tools that might be available? Yeah, well, we are really excited about this tool. Um, the thing that Banyan DNA can do that no other tool can do is it can actually analyze your DNA matches when you have a complex tree. And so by that, we mean a tree that might have pedigree collapse or double relationships. For example, if two brothers married two sisters and you're descended from one or one of those couples, no other tool can analyze that because the tools we currently use for our autosomal DNA matches assume that everybody's related in only one way. Um, But our tool can actually take the tree you give it, you can give it a complex tree with these double relationships in it, and it will customize um, essentially the math to your tree. And so it can give you um, predicted like probabilities for how likely a relationship is based on this tree that you're giving it. That is fantastic. So just to clarify for our listeners, it's a, it's a web-based tool. Yes, it's a web-based tool. So everything you do is in your internet browser. Um, and so it's done on your computer. Um, the tool Excellent. is 100% GDPR compliant. That's the privacy protection um, legislation in Europe and the UK. Um, so, um, you know, we store your data securely. Most of the calculations and analyses are happening on your own computer. Um, we take your privacy and security very seriously. Excellent. I I see that there are two pricing plans. Can you talk briefly about what is involved in each of those? Yeah, sure, of course. So um, we allow our users to build one project. And so a project is um, all the people that you've added to a tree. And it can be a tree that, for example, you could have your grandparents and you could have your great-grandparents on your father's side and your great-grandparents on your grandmother's side, 
all of that could be in one project. Um, free users are allowed to have one project with up to 50 people in it. Um, and they can do all of the analyses they like on that tree. And our premium users, those are the ones who actually subscribe. It's $75 a year, um, can build up to 50 projects and their projects can be larger. So you can have 500 people in a project for our premium users. Um, we also have a number of, um, we call them highlight modes. So you can highlight all of the men and the women in your tree. You can highlight the people who've done DNA tests. You can highlight by birth year and by death year. We have some extra sort of highlight features that are available for our premium users. Excellent. Excellent. So you mentioned that um, Banyan DNA can be particularly helpful for those that have double relationships or pedigree collapse in their tree. For someone who is new to DNA, what are some indicators that they might have some of those things going on? What should they look for? So if you if you if you're able to build a tree, you will often come across the same ancestors, often the same surnames, which is an early tip off on different branches of your tree. And you can use documentation very often to find those connections. Um, on the other hand, for example, if you're adopted and you have no idea um, who your biological parents are, maybe one of your parents was adopted, um, that's a little bit trickier because often you will have DNA matches who are predicted to be more closely related to you than they really are because of those extra relationships. And for those indicators if you can't build your own tree you have to build their trees the trees of your dna matches and find the extra connections in them so that would be you share more dna with these relatives than you would expect right which can then make related, it hard they're related in multiple ways right which would make it difficult to determine your your actual relationship to those people or right. relationships so Banyan DNA can do actually two kind of different but related things. One thing that it can do is if you do know your tree or you think you know your tree, um, you can plug in all of your DNA matches and it can do what we're calling a validation run. So you're not, you're, you're just putting yourself where you think you belong. You can actually have DNA matches from multiple people. So if you and your brother and your cousin have all tested, you can put all of their DNA matches into the same project. And Banyan DNA can highlight whether any of your matches are sort of not coming out where you would expect them to be based on the shared DNA. So if you have somebody that you thought was a second cousin and they share 50 centimorgans with you and they share 30 centimorgans with your brother and, you know, maybe 75 with your cousin, there's a good chance there's an indicator there that the person's not really a full second cousin. And so when you run a validation run in Banyan DNA, it can flag that person and highlight them and say, hey, you might want to double check this relationship. And then the other thing it can do is if you have a, a question, if you have sort of a, a gap in your tree, a brick wall that's fairly close, um, so an unknown parent, unknown grandparent, unknown great-grandparent, um, you can put yourself in different places in the tree, and we call those hypotheses. And it can evaluate them and try to tell you which one is most likely and point you in the right direction for filling in that hole in your tree. Excellent. I, I saw that Banyan DNA can actually stimulate the 
flow of DNA through a tree. Yeah, so that's that's precisely what it's doing. So what other tools um, that are built to analyze autosomal DNA matches, what those tools do is they essentially have a lookup table. Someone has done simulations on these um, relationships. So, you know, how much do we expect a first cousin to have? And there's a range. There's like a first cousin's not going to share exactly 850 centimorgans. It could be lower, it could be higher, and they're all still legitimate first cousins. But other tools basically just, they do these simulations assuming there's only one relationship between, you know, your tester and their match. Um, a couple of tools might assume that, you know, maybe we're allowing for double cousins, but that's about as far as it goes. And then they, they have a lookup table. So they're not doing custom simulations every time you run the tool. And that works great for a lot of people. It works great for a lot of situations, but not for all situations. And when you have double relationships, um, what, so what, what Banyan DNA does is it takes the tree you give it and it will simulate the flow of DNA, the inheritance from those ancestors down through those multiple relationships and give you the average and the range expected for your specific situation. And then it will run some statistics in the background to give you some probabilities. So this hypothesis is more likely this matches out a line with what we expected and use that to kind of inform how you're going to pursue the next step in your research. Right. And then the end goal being helping you better determine your relationship to that person and that person's yeah, exactly. relationship exactly. to others in your tree. Excellent. So double cousins come to mind. Um, pedigree collapse comes to mind as two issues that this would be helpful with, mm -hmm. but also um, endogamy. And I see that um, there are some pending features. Yes. So endogamy is a more difficult case because oftentimes with endogamy, and so endogamy, just for anybody who's not familiar with the term, is the practice of marrying sort of within the same group for many, many generations. There are lots of populations that have done this. Historically, all populations were endogamous because travel was so difficult. People tended to stay in the same place. And so they tended to marry their distant cousins because that's who was there. Um, I come from an endogamous population. I'm Cajun. Um, Cajuns are the Southern Louisiana French culture um, who originally came from Nova Scotia. Um, we all married other Cajuns. There's a saying in Louisiana that... Um, all Cajuns are cousins. And when I was growing up, I thought that was figurative. I thought it's just because we're all really friendly. <laughs> and then I started doing genealogy and I'm like, no, no, we, we actually are all cousins. <laughs> it's, it's literal. Um, but in any case, when you are from an endogamous population, you have all these extra connections to your relatives, your DNA matches, but you may not actually be able to put them in your tree because the documentation doesn't go back far enough. Um, Cajuns are fortunate because we can actually build on most of our branches. We can build our trees back um, to the mid 1700s and sometimes even to the 1600s because we're Catholic um, or most of us are Catholic and Catholics keep great records. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of endogamous populations, that's not possible. Banyan DNA can handle anything you can put into a tree. But when you're dealing with endogamy and those extra connections are past the origin or past the most distant ancestors in your tree, we're going to have to start making some assumptions about 
how closely related those ancestors were, we're going to have to customize that for different populations. So we'll have to have one customization, for example, for Ashkenazi Jews, we'll have to have a different one for Polynesians, we'll have to have a different one for Cajuns. And it's going to take us some time to, um, to build and validate those models. Um, we had hoped to have that by Roots Tech, but that's, that's something we've postponed until version two um, so that we can have a little more time to, to make sure that that's accurate and robust and um, giving people worthwhile results. Excellent. Well, I, I can imagine, I can see already how that would be incredibly useful to someone who descends from one of those. This has been my goal. Having a tool that can handle endogamy has basically been my goal for genetic genealogy since I started doing it. And then since I realized what a problem it is for us, because as I said, I'm from an endogamous population. And honestly, I started doing adoptees. I started helping adoptees figure out who their birth parents were because the DNA of an adoptee who doesn't actually know who their family is, is easier to work with than my own. Even though my tree is fairly well documented and it all checks out, it's just our DNA is a mess because <laughs> we're all related. I think that speaks volumes about how, how tricky these situations can be. Speaking of family trees, I saw that you can upload your DNA test results from all the major test providers. Well, not upload. You can input DNA test results from any of the DNA providers. We're not taking like an upload of a spreadsheet. Um, and you can really easily build. We have a, a we have these two fabulous programmers, Jaron um, Jaron Campbell and Carson Wild, and they have built this incredibly beautiful intuitive interface where you can really quickly and easily just build out a tree with all of these double relationships. And then you can also fairly easily add the DNA matches from any source. So if you've tested at Ancestry and 23andMe and MyHeritage and FamilyTreeDNA and you've got matches with all of them, you can put them all into the tool. It doesn't matter what the source of the DNA is. Um, and it will analyze them all, all together. That is excellent. Uh, speaking of the <laughs> interface, you know, from what we've seen so far, it does seem very intuitive. There are some tools out there. For DNA analysis that are not so intuitive, but still might be, you know, a little confusing for someone just starting out. So I wonder what kinds of instruction or demonstration will be available for people who log in and aren't quite sure where to start? Oh, that's a great question. Actually, we will have a quick start video tutorial. It's about 15, 20 minutes long. Um, that actually walks you through a simple example. So what we're hoping is that our brand new users will actually be working that example while it's being demonstrated on the screen. And that will give them all of the basics of how to build a tree. And it's a double cousin situation. So they'll learn how to build a double cousin tree, learn how to um, add hypotheses and run a calculation. We have extensive documentation that should be going up on our website uh, any day now. It's probably about 20 pages long. So it maybe more than that. It covers everything we could think of. Um, I will be doing um, a talk at Roots Tech, a talk and a workshop actually at Roots Tech um, at the end of the month, beginning of March. Um, and we'll be offering some online classes, um, which we haven't quite scheduled yet, but we'll have those as well. Oh, and we'll have a Facebook support group. Um, mm, excellent. 
for our our users as well. Facebook is a great place to get help because there's always somebody in some part of the world who's awake and doing genealogy when you are. So it might be two in the morning for you um, and you might think no one else is awake, but there's somebody in Australia who's awake and happy to bounce ideas with you. So I would bet a lot of our listeners would be surprised at how many other genealogists are working on their trees at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you mentioned RootsTech. Mm-hmm. Um, when will Banyan DNA launch? When's the official launch date? So our official launch date will be February 29th. That's the first day of RootsTech. And um, I will be doing a talk at RootsTech at, I think it's 3 p.m. Mountain Time, so U.S. Mountain Time. We're actually doing what we're calling an open beta, which we think will be starting this weekend. We have a few final things we need to lock into place. And the open beta is available to anyone who wants to join with the understanding that we will probably still have some computer bugs and some glitches that we'll be working through frantically between now and Roots Tech. So you're welcome to join the tool early, but you have to understand that there, there might be a few little glitches. How does someone go about joining and being a part of the soft launch? So we have a website at BanyanDNA.com, so B-A-N-Y-A-N-D-N-A.com. And the, the access to the tool will go live. Um, we're, we're planning on doing this on February 10th, but I reserve the right to postpone a day or two if we're not quite ready. But the link to the tool will go live on the website um, when we're ready to launch. Excellent. And we will be sending out an email to our, um, we have a mailing list. We have a a business page on Facebook and on LinkedIn. And so we'll be letting everybody know who follows us on any of those, um, any of those outlets when we're ready. Well, just to repeat one more time, that's Banyan DNA, B-A-N-Y-A-N-D-N-A.com. And I'll be sure to put a link in our show notes to the website. Uh, as well as your talk during RootsTech. Thank you very much. Well, this has been a great conversation. I know we're here at the Family Tree team. We're excited uh, for the release of Banyan DNA to troubleshoot those pesky issues in our family trees. Um, Leah Larkin, thank you again for joining us and congratulations on the release. Thank you. Thanks so much for inviting me. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the Family Tree Magazine Best Websites Podcast, the podcast from America's number one genealogy magazine. As I mentioned, we'll have the show notes for this episode available on our website at familytreemagazine.com backslash genealogy dash podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode of the podcast. And until next time, happy researching.